sneaky little bit Duran Duran snuck into the afternoon show, Sammy. Loving your work. Uh, Carrie says, um, ahead of me going for one or two preseason, do you need a bucket, Staffy? I don't. I have one, Carrie. Um, will I wear it to a preseason game? That's the question. I probably should. I probably should. Um, we are joined now by the recipient of the Mary Lynn Ryan Young Achiever Award at the National Breeders Awards on Saturday night. It was uh, introduced in 2007 and it's an award in her honour and it recognises the dedication and the talent of a young person, young being 30 and under. I'm officially way past young that works in the industry. Brad Molander is the recipient this year and he joins us now. G'day Brad. Hey, how are you? I'm good. That's a pretty cool, cool little award for you. Yeah, no, it was a it was a great surprise. Yeah, no, I'm um, brilliant. Feel real privileged to yeah, be the recipient of that award. And you're part of the team at Wentwood Grange in Cambridge, and you've been there. Gosh, what is it now? About seven years. Oh yeah, yeah, something something like that. Yeah, six or seven. Yeah, I think this is uh, seventh is seventh season as yeah, yelling manager coming up. Um. You originally came to do 18 months there, I, I understand, and you're still there. You must love it. Yeah, no, yeah, I came over originally just to do yeah, the 18 months and, um, yeah, had a slight change of plans. Um, yeah, ended up absolutely loving it, loving Cambridge. Yeah, the Hawkins family are amazing and went with Grange, yeah, and, um, yeah, haven't looked back, yeah. <laughs> and you're born in New Zealand, but raised in Aussie. Um, won't hold that against you because you've returned, which is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> but you've done some works, I mean, with some big names over in Australia before you came here, like like the Freedmans, uh, Blue Gun Farms, Lanes End Farm in Kentucky, USA as well. You've really given yourself a decent education. Do you pick up different bits from each place you work at? Yeah, definitely pick up uh, bits and pieces from everywhere, you know, some do's and some don'ts and everything like that. And yeah, I've been really privileged to have a really good grounding in, uh, in my career. I've yeah, started in yeah, racing. Uh, my dad's a trainer. He has been sort of my whole life. So racing sort of where I started. And then um, I got my, sort of got my, my first job outside of school was actually Glen Logan Park. And um, I was working under Emma Sedal there, who was the yearling manager. Um, and she was just brilliant. She really mentored me into the horseman I sort of actually am today. And she, she still mentors me even to this day. We still remain close friends and everything like that. And I can always call her. And, yeah, moving on, yeah, then went to, um, yeah, ends up in Kentucky with Lanes and Farm to the sales season in America. And, yeah, with Patty and Phil Campbell at Blue Gum. I went to the, I was at the old um, Think Big Stud as well for a while. And, yeah, then I was at Lee and Anthony Friedman's before I took the job at, um, Wentwood, so yeah, just got a good grounding all round. The the Kentucky one fascinates me because New Zealand and Australia are quite similar to each other. What what are the main differences in the industry over over in the states? Um, it wasn't particularly too different. Uh, the farms are stunning, um, and the pasture and everything, and the way they raise the horses is actually probably very similar to New Zealand. They like to have their horses turned out a lot. They don't. Uh, well, sort of at Lane's End, where I was, don't work them too hard. They still have the walkers and everything. And um, sort of the main differences, I guess, that they use over there is the sales are a lot um, lot bigger, but a lot more quick fire. Like we're up at Krakis, if you know, nine to 10 days with the book one horses and everything. Whereas they're only there for sort of three days and they work through book one to six quite quick. And um, they, they use a lot of stallion chains over there as well on their yearlings, which we obviously wouldn't use bits over here. And um, yeah. 
And you're currently in Australia spending some time with, with family who haven't seen the light and come back to Cambridge. Um, you're the only one with the intelligence to do that. Um, but breeding season kicks underway pretty damn soon. Can, can you share with us what the breeding season entails and what it looks like for someone like you? Uh, for myself, so I, I'm situated on the Yearling Farm, um, which is directly opposite the road from the, uh, the Marin Fole Farm. So um, I'll sort of do the rounds with the yearlings in the morning and keep them flowing through. We'll be doing screening x-rays, uh, dentistry, getting them rugged up, keeping their handling going, doing the mouth and everything. But by the same token, we'll also link up with the broodmare manager and um, everybody, the team down at the main farm. We do a lot of vetting with the mares and foals. Uh, help out with the odd foaling if there's a daytime one and um, everything like that. And, um, yeah, it's basically that. Then we sort of run into the start prepping yearlings of late October, early November, getting them ready for the sales. And then yeah, it just rolls into the sales circuit and it rolls into the foals getting handled and weaned and then wingling prep. And, yeah, just sort of the whole year just sort of revolves around that. So you you obviously see them from birth right up till they hit the ring at our big sale at Karaka. Um, do you get an inkling with the odd horse that you have a bit to do and develop maybe a little bit of a favourite and you think, oh, and then follow them all the way through? Yeah, and no, I definitely yeah, see them from yeah the time they're born all the way through. Definitely develop some favourites. Um, got a couple already for, next, uh, for this year and got a few foals I'm really looking forward to this year. Um, really, really looking forward to seeing, and um, yeah, that's no, a beautiful um, sort of process. I love working with all the different, some of the different families, and even some of the um, yearlings from my first season. They're now broodmares, and you know, you um, see like you see similar traits in the families and their children, and their brothers and sisters, and that's a beautiful process. And learning, same thing, we go, we use an array of stallions, um, so just learning the stallions and the progeny, and learning what they. You know, sort of makes them tick and makes them click and learn the best ways to work with them. And uh, no, it's a great process. What are some of the ones that we may have heard of, people at home may have heard of, that, that you've helped raise at, at Wentwood and you dealt with as yearlings that, that we're now seeing on our Saturdays and Wednesday meetings around New Zealand and Australia? Uh, probably the, the best one and one I hope really deals with dead my heart is Colding. Um, he was obviously, uh, he was a couple of Group 1 winners and he won the first running of the Golden Eagle. Um, he was a brilliant horse. He was a fantastic yearling and loved his mother. And um, <laughs> our Aberdeen, um, she was running around a few seasons ago. She placed in um, one of the Hawke's Bay Group 1s down there and she won the Travis Stakes and the Hawke's Bay Gold Cup um, or Alapuni Gold Cup. Um yeah, she's got a lovely microphone that we sold last year at the sales, and she's got a beautiful Hello Yumzang filly coming through for the season this year. Um, one of my definite favourites was Mai Tai. Um, she she just was really close to everybody's hearts. She was an orphan foal, and her mum unfortunately passed away. Uh, she was a lovely. She was just a lovely filly. Everybody loved her, and she obviously did us really proud on the track. And uh, she's due to foal to Home Affairs really early this season. Uh, so that's one of the foals I'm really looking forward to. Love Home Affairs, love my tight. It's going to be her first foal, so I can't wait to see that. So when you say it's a lovely foal, so to an untrained eye like me, a foal is a foal. You know, it's like before yeah. it's a weanling, uh, when it's a weanling, they just, they all look the same. Um, what what are the personality traits that make you think this foal's special? 
Oh, you sort of just like just by watching them in the paddock is a lot for me. You sort of watch their eye. Um, you watch how they interact with the other foals. Some of them can be quite cheeky and have a good personality. Um, but they sort of just you know, they interact. You see some that are just quite natural athletes, and being able to see an array of foals as well. Some of them can be a bit weaker than other ones. Some of them can be built quite strong. Some of them probably touch too strong. Um, you see how much bone they have in their legs, and you see their eye, and see how they interact, and um, the bond between mother and foal. And um, yeah, they're moving on to yearlings, um, getting to learn what they um, get to learn their traits, everything. Like I love like being from like a trainer sort of background, um, like horses that are good doers, they're good eaters. You know, nothing really phases them. They've got a good positive attitude towards their work and towards learning and. Um, you think those ones are going to be, you know, a bit smarter on the track and take things a lot easier than what some other some other horses do. Um, really great. Um, a great example of that was the the first season of Almanzors. I really liked the Almanzors. They were great to work with. They all were good feet, good good on their feet, good doers. Uh, just fantastic. I really really liked them. And then out of our first crop, you know, we had Manzois, um who won the Victoria Derby. We had Virtuous Circle that ran second in the Sydney Derby. Um, and we also had a colt called Bubbles of Weight, who I think won one or two races for Tiarkow. Gavel House success story. A little birdie told me that you bought a horse for 600 bucks and made world record profit. Tell us about that yarn. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that was, um, was the guys on the, on the hunt for a dry mare because I just, uh, just lost one, unfortunately. And um, she just popped up. She was... Um, not much to look at through the photos or anything. Um, but I loved her bloodlines. Uh, she's a daughter of Ifraj, um, out of a daughter of Redoute's Choice. Um, I was I was in love with the Embellish foal, their first crop. Um, he's obviously son of Savabeel and then a grandson of O'Reilly. He won a group one. All of the foals just had good bone, good muscle, great brains. Again, like loved to work with them. Thought that they, they'd be really nice racehorses going forward. I wanted to breed by myself. So yeah, picked up this mare. Uh, ready to embellish, uh, went half and half with um, my good mate John Atkinson, who's also, he's our farrier on farm. He's also the farrier for a couple of really high farms in Cambridge as well. And um, no, yeah, we had a had a really nice colt, targeted him towards that weanling sale. Um, got 27, yeah, 27 and a half for him. Um, he sold to Chris Rutten. Um, he's a brilliant judge of horse. Um, and now we got the mayor, we put her back, straight back in foal to embellish off of the foal that she had. Um, just off him being so beautiful, and um, yeah, she's going to wait for her to fall again this year. See what she's she, what she's going to produce for us. She's due late September, so we won't have to wait too long. Fantastic. Well, Brad sounds like a man that's loving loving life at the moment, loving a little holiday, but it's going to get really really busy for you soon. Is um, Brad Molander the um, the breeding extraordinaire just? Puts, puts on the boots and rolls up the sleeves and away you go again for another awesome season. Um, so big congratulations on winning the Young Achiever Award. Um, looking forward to following your progress and thanks for joining us today. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Cheers. There he is, Brad Molanda. Exciting, eh? It's a whole different world. Bone density, muscle mass, eye, athleticism, good doer. I like a good doer. Eats up good. Works good. Works good. Oh, fantastic. Always good to catch up with our Love Racing people. And remember, loveracing.nz. That's where you find all your thoroughbred racing news previews, replays, profiles, and stuff like audio of that interview. That's all sitting there as well. And great videos as well. Great videos as well. We'll take a very quick break.